This episode of the PC Perspective Podcast is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Get $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash PCPer and using promo code PCPer at checkout. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode number 513 being recorded or, yeah, recorded September 12th, 2018. I'm Alan Malmontano. I'm Jeremy Holstrom. I guess I'm Josh Walrus. And I'll be Ken Addison today, I guess. Yep. There, there was maybe going to be a Sebastian, and there's... He abandoned us. And when we, yes, we his saw, part will be played yeah, there's, by... There's Sebastian. Updated Skype. And then uh, we, thought no. there might, we thought there might be a Ryan Shrout. We, we never thought there'd be a Ryan Shrout. No? no? No, we never thought that? Okay. No. Well, I guess it's more surprising when he's here. Uh, he's had a pretty good streak. At th- I don't even remember. Yeah, like, two, did, weeks? like two in a row. Yeah, two weeks. Like, well, what? I guess I was gone the last week that he was gone. Two weeks. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it is what it is. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, th- should I even plug this email? Does anybody check the email? I know I say this every time. <laughs> no it's still in the, the show email. notes every time. The podcast at PCPro.com. Who knows? I asked it to send a password to whoever the backup account was. <laughs> Apparently it was just me. Deleted, can delete it as I was reading it. <laughs> so now it's Email gone. address? What email address? I see nothing. <laughs> okay. Fixed. Problem solved. Moving um, on. Uh, PCPro.com slash podcast, which is not open here. Anyway. Oop, I missed it. Um, yeah, if you go to PCPro.com slash podcast to find the show notes for this show that may or may not have the link to the email address. Um, and uh, prior shows and stuff. Um, Twitter.com slash Ryan Shroud if you want to yell at the boss who's not here. Uh, Twitter.com slash PCPer. Uh, if you want to yell at the boss who's not here because it just goes to him anyway. <laughs> And I think I, I'm watching that account too. So uh, don't, don't yell there. Yell, yeah, yell you to can, his account. You can yell at Ken too. Awesome. No. Uh, mailing list for podcast is uh, pcpro.com slash subscribe. Give us your name and your email address. We'll let you know before the show goes up. I noticed I received an email from that. I remembered. Even though Ryan, even though Ryan was not here. And it was like, Ooh. wow. Yeah. How did it happen? We're, we're getting our uh, Ryan-less shit together. Don't say Oops. that. No, yes. don't, don't push Come on, man. Don't. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> He's just never going to show back up ever again, right? Or everything's going to implode. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patreon.com slash PCPer is where you can uh, kick us some coin and help us keep the lights on, basically. And uh, we also do other stuff like the mailbag. Which is was actually one of the uh, perks of the Patreon thing, if I recall. Was uh, we had a mailbag this week? Who did the mailbag? Ryan. It was Ryan. Ryan, who was here, did the mailbag. Sweet. Shocking. But he's not doing it this. Not week. really. That's no, Josh. No, Josh. Josh is doing that's it this. that's Josh me. Doing if anybody ever gets me questions, so if you want any questions answered on the mailbag, yeah, yeah, throw them my way. Or talk to Jim or something. All right. But I'll, um, I'll be sure to screw up all the answers. Next up. As is tradition. Next up, PC for merch at uh, joshtech.com. 
with two Ks. Or you can get your super pipe. So K K O S H T. What? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Josh Tech with two Ks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have you ever gone to Starbucks? <laughs> yeah, that's Mark with a C. And it you comes know, out C A R K. You know, they always they always put the two Ks in front of Josh Tech just so you take a photo and post it on Twitter. Uh, yeah. That's a dirty secret about Starbucks. Hey, Josh. Now, let's grow up Josh Tech. The chat's saying that uh, when you're on the video, uh, RTX is on. Yeah, because I'm shiny. Yeah. Ooh, look at his rays bouncing everywhere. Note, note the difference in the shading between his forehead and the Josh Tech print behind him. Whoa. Wow. You could tell a definite difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next up. Oh, hey. Articles. Unless I'm missing something. Did I miss anything on the intro? No? We good? I don't right. know. Articles. Next. Move forward. Um, Toshiba XG6. An SSD you can't buy, but we reviewed it anyway. Um, I guess it's actually pretty decent, and you might get lucky, and it might show up in some, you know, laptops you might pick up at the Best Buy or whatnot. Uh, and... Depending on demand and how many of these they can crank out and a few other factors, they may make this a retail part. Probably with a slightly different name. But if it's a retail part that comes out, it's basically going to be the same performance. So we figured, what the heck, let's um, put some results out for this thing. Uh, Is that the one without the local memory? uh, You know, the little little piece of DRAM on there? Or does it? No, I think think it has, uh, yeah. There's DRAM. Oh, okay. No, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind. Yeah. It's got DRAM. The XG5 also had DRAM. That's also in the photo. Uh, hard to tell which one's which because, well, they're basically the same layout. Um, just using newer flash on the XG6 and probably some minor firmware tweaks to support that. Uh, there was a comical thing here. Uh, since the specs are based on OEM parts, uh, the limited warranty is approximately five years. Um. I'm not sure what to make of that, but I just thought it was funny. It's like, it depends on how good your OEM negotiates, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it might be four? Might be three? I don't know. Anyway. Not our problem. Yeah, so um, ran this through the usual suite. Uh, you know, numbers pretty good for, especially for an OEM SSD. Um, basically, it's kind of, you know, random read. It's up there with Pretty much everything except for Samsung 970s. So definitely doing pretty good. Uh, and actually the sequential write performance actually beat a 970 Evo. Um, you know, I mean, it looks pretty darn good. And actually, I, I like how in this mixed burst test that we do, uh, you can see almost a perfectly linear progression between the uh, Revo Drive 400, the XG5, and the XG6. It's obviously, there's... You know, steady improvements being made with uh, Toshiba SSDs, which was much needed because, you know, they were kind of behind uh, the game. So let's hope they they can eventually take their OEM uh, OEM offerings and just translate that stuff back over to the retail side and actually sell some reasonably fast SSDs, hopefully at a at good cost. Um. Oh yeah, and here's our new cache test. Which is pretty hard on the drive, uh, and this drive almost 
behaved opposite. Like usually the drive gets less cash as you get towards the middle of this test uh, on each pass. Uh, and this one actually kind of like accelerated. And by the time I got to like the fourth pass, it wrote for like 60 gig worth um, at almost three gig per second. So, so is this like a where it changes from TLC to SLC as a cash intermediary? Uh, not that was described to us. Um but usually SSDs like this will have some minimum amount of static cache that's mm-hmm. always there. And then there's maybe some dynamic where there's a little bit that can kind of shift back and forth. 970 Evo does that. Um, every company has their own term for it. Uh, this drive might be doing some of that. Or it might have just been busy trying to do uh, some garbage collection during the first few passes. And that just resulted in it you know, getting bogged down uh, and running out of, uh, you know, the cache speed falling off uh, sooner. Yeah, because it looks like the last iteration there at 300 seconds in, it had it fell back off. Yeah. Um, so it seemed, you know, it only had about 20 gig worth on that last pass where it had a full five minutes of idle. So it seemed kind of weird, but generally speaking, I mean, there, there was never a case where there was no cache mm-hmm. that you ran into. So, you know, for the most part, you know, I think the smallest amount was 20 gig for any single pass. 20 gig's plenty. Uh, especially, you know, where are you going to come up with 20 gig that you were reading from some other source in your laptop at 3 gig per second to even need to put it on this thing, right? You, you have to get the data from somewhere uh, fast enough for that to really matter. And the uncached speed of this drive is a gig and a half per second, which is still pretty dang fast. Might actually be faster than whatever your other source could have been anyway. Mm-hmm. Um so in most cases, it's probably a moot point regardless whether you're, you know, running cache speed or not. Uh, all right. That's it for that. There's really no, uh, you know, can't talk prices because we don't have them. It's an OEM part, unfortunately. Um, I will say that the XG5 made into a lot of laptops I've taken a look at. So this is, I think this is probably pretty likely to find its way into a lot of on a laptops. Like I know Dell was using a lot of the XG5s at least for a while. So yep. And it since, is important to take a look at if you're interested in buying a notebook. And since Toshiba made very little, if any, changes to things that would impact like certification. Yeah, should just slot in. Right? They literally just upgraded the media only. Yeah. Uh, you know, and made as minimal changes as possible to everything else. So this should just be, you know, should just end up in whatever had an XG5 before. As long as they um, can get a deal. Um, I don't have a, a good shot of this because... Uh, the time that there would have been a good picture opportunity to this, the convention hall almost burned to the ground. Um, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, that was that was the flash memory summit before the just one that just happened. But uh, there was reportedly this really nice display of like here's all these laptops, like on a wall mm-hmm. at the Toshiba booth. <laughs> and even though Microsoft forbids the companies from specifically saying what. You know, Samsung's not allowed to say uh, this, you know, our SSD is in this uh, Microsoft whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, It's like part of the agreement. Um, You know, no manufacturer is allowed to, like, claim what parts they have put into Microsoft's notebooks or whatnot. But apparently there's nothing against them being displayed on a wall (laughs) at the vendor booth. Um, So anyway, yeah. It's the implication. Yeah. Long story short there, though. Ken's right. It is in a lot of products. Um, 
actually five was actually six, probably going to be the same case. So better that the uh, SSD that you're stuck with because it came with their machine, at least, <laughs> you know, at least they're improving to the point where it's almost on par with the top of the line anyway. Yeah. Uh, which is a good thing. Absolutely. We've come a long way from EMMC. Thank God. It, yeah. Although it's still in things. Yeah. Unfortunately. Low end surface go. Ugh. I hate EMMC. I learned the other day that EMMC is also in uh, Tesla's computers. Really? Yeah. It's unfortunate. <laughs> but it's only holding like firmware and stuff, so. <laughs> not important stuff. Yeah, just not not important, yeah. Anyway, uh, gee, it'd be really nice if Sebastian was here to talk about this this mid tower case review. Who from from Be Quiet? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who is that guy? I don't know. Oh, I haven't heard of him. Yeah, I mean, he's currently basking in the glory of like walls built in his basement, and partially <laughs> as a benefit of the box that this case came in. I'm sure. Um. Anyway, Be Quiet Silent Base Six Hundred One Mid Tower. Um. Nice black with orange accents on this one, actually. I mean, it's a pretty case. Yeah, or should I call them amber accents because they basically match up? There's a Be Quiet case right there under your desk, isn't there, Alex? Is that a Be Quiet? Yeah, yes, it is. I think that's like, be able to tell it's by a very the similar one. Yeah, I remember? Yeah, it's just without the or different accents. No, it has maybe. orange accents. I just think it's the maybe previous version of that case. Hmm exact model yeah it's got the black accents on it but this has the raised accents in the front oh, fan, um fan speed control switch on the on the front of the case yeah that one doesn't have this one here doesn't have that it's also got a much larger uh power button than this one in the review but yeah this case has been here for i don't know a year and a half i guess yeah and i mean i i that case was amazing to build into i think it was the original silent base 600 mm-hmm. i am correct Kind of, kind of got some girth to it, right? It's like a little wider than you might expect. Yeah, I mean, um, a little bit. It it was pretty easy to move around. Got air filters built in, as you've come to expect from these that, guys. That's actually. not an air filter. Scroll up. What is that? What is that? Oh, that sound yeah, you know what that is. Dampening. Be quiet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's air filters there. <laughs> there sure is. In the next picture, and on the bottom. Okay. And uh, where is the part where he opened? Oh, there's more sound mm-hmm. ending on the side panel. You know, they don't, it's they don't everywhere screw around with the name Be Quiet that Silent is, Bass. That like, is probably the thickest Dynamat. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's like 10 millimeter or something. Jesus. Mm-hmm. You, can, you, can, you can stick your finger in it and it'll actually like depress. That's, that's, um, that's pretty substantial. Yeah, um, this is not a uh, halfway made case. Very nice cable routing. And such on the inside. Looks cool. Power supply in the bottom section there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. With right. the, the full With even more oh, wait, scroll up. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's an amazing feature. The place mm-hmm. where you mount the all-in-one water cooler at the top. Slides out. Slides out so that mm-hmm. you can actually mount the stupid thing. Oh, oh that's nice. having to give the case you a know, reach around. The stupid thing. Yeah. Yeah. The stupid thing. Then you just slide it back in. Yeah. With screw holes. So I guess there's a couple of screws to secure that bracket in there sweet ah yes he has the screws installed all right i mean you know looks cool is that a drive cage yeah Mm -hmm. wow rubber grommets yep basically suspends the drive 
basically. That's mm-hmm. pretty yep. cool. Remember those oh, old Antec chassis that actually did suspend the drives and like rubber bands? <laughs> yeah, rubber yeah. bands. See how, yeah. yeah, but see how the PSU goes in? Uh, I'm looking. It just yeah, yeah, slides yeah, 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 yeah. in to even more sound dampening phone and rubber grommets. <laughs> oh. Wow. Interesting. So let's see. Did he do sound testing? Well, enclosure temperatures, Why? noise levels. Oh, low fans, high fans. It seems like it doesn't really care. <laughs> low hey. fans versus high fans uh, did not change much. A little bit at idle. 54 dB. Hmm. Yeah, pretty cool. It's a sharp-looking case. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's spacious. It's not bad. It's got good for you know, yeah, wire cabling, routing. Hundred thirty bucks is not bad for a good quality it. case. Especially if you uh, care if you're about looking for something to be quiet. Still coming back to that, like with the sound deadening and everything, they put a lot of attention into that with the silent based chassis, and I think it works pretty well. Like we kind of we hammer on that machine over there, and you can't like. Can't really hear it. Yeah, I can't yeah. say I've ever really heard that machine running. And this is the one. I mean, I really can't, can't see hear it here, but from here. <clears throat> the case we have here, this is ran pretty hard all the time. Uh, it has a window on the side, and it's still quiet. Oh. I'm I'm pretty impressed. the The NZXT we have next to it is significantly louder, which is saying something. Yeah, I don't know if they make the 601 in a windowed version or not, but. It seems to reason that they will. If not, yeah, no, it looks like they do. Nice. Another thing Sebastian reviewed that he's not here to talk about is the uh, HyperX Alloy FPS RGB mechanical gaming keyboard. Ooh, RGBs. Yes, RGBs. <laughs> um, looks pretty sharp. They seem to have gotten rid of some of the extra framing around yeah, the top. Yeah, keyboards have getting been getting smaller and smaller. Enclosure wise, yeah, yeah, I, I think this is a good thing. Yeah, I do. Yep. Uh, I mean, is there is there no volume knob there anymore? Is like no, a, no, no. That's like on the Cooler Master one and the uh, Logitech that have that. Hmm. 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 But where am I going to stick my couch? Scott, uh, who keeps calling me? I don't know. Oh, sorry, I'm muting. I really like it. <laughs> oh, place to plug in your phone hmm. in the back of the keyboard. Interesting. So it's a pass-through, but doesn't pass any data? Pass-through USB port. Just the power. Okay. Okay. Sure. The, the nice thing about these thin profiles is they're a whole lot easier to keep clean. Yeah, I was looking at my keyboard today, and it needs a good blowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 110 bucks. Sharp-looking keyboard. Uh, what kind of keys are in it? They're Keely. However the hell you pronounce that. Ingenuity. Yeah. What? Ingenu. Oh, that's a software. That's a software. <laughs> Ingenu. Right. I'm reading the wrong thing. Yes. Where are the where are the keys? Oh. Ingenu. Kyle. Kale. Kale. Silver Kale. speed Kale. switches. Yeah. Khalil. I, I've been happy no. with those, those switches. I mean, they're there's nothing wrong with them. Okay, the speed switches, especially, they're they're nice to type on. They switch, they switch, and they're fast. 
I feel good. Acts like keyboard keys. Yep. Check. Okay. Good. As opposed to those keys on Ken's MacBook over there, there's like half a millimeter throw. The the imposter, but still somehow really, really loud. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, those speed switches on there have an actuation of 1.1 millimeter, if I recall, with a full swing of 1.3. That's all they move? They're they're, they're shallow. They constantly bottom them out. It's you get used to it. It's not that bad. <laughs> they might right. have, they might be full throw before they bottom out. I know they trigger real fast though. Yeah. What we got next? Oh hey Ken, you're on the podcast. You can talk yeah. about this thing. So on Monday, Nvidia decided to release a driver. Not necessarily an unusual thing. I have a couple of games coming out that Call of Duty Black Ops Four Blackout Beta. Their battle royale mode is. Starts tomorrow, I think, and like goes into open beta later in the weekend. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is in early access if you pre-ordered the most expensive version right now, and I think comes out on Friday. And there's the Assetto Corsa early access. It's also like this week. So it made sense to release a graphics driver. However, as Jeremy might know, if you go digging into the change notes of NVIDIA drivers, occasionally you find something interesting. A golden nugget. A golden nugget. Yes. Such or at as, least a nugget. Such as this issue which they were tracking for game performance dropping in half when moving from 16-core 32-thread processors to 32-core 64-thread processors. That's not supposed to happen, is it's it? It's a very specific bug. And one that we certainly encountered that, that about a month ago. That I didn't realize was due to the GPU. Yeah, it's something that we didn't necessarily know was a GPU driver bug. Yeah. It's something with the launch of the 32-core Ryzen Threadripper 2990WX that we attributed sort of the weird memory architecture and results like these that we saw in a, co- we saw in a couple of game where the frame rate halved. Yeah. Going from the 2950X to 2990WX, which isn't really something you would ever expect. However, we did see it across a couple of games. Turns out it wasn't the game being confused by too many cores. Well, turns out that's maybe only part of the issue. It was the GPU driver being confused by too many cores. So we saw the new (laughs) driver and took a look. Uh, We ran it through all the games that we do normally for CPU testing. Uh, Just scroll down to sort of the combo chart at the end. Combo chart. This one? No. no. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling, oh, scrolling. It's the last chart. Keep the browser scrolling. So if you, if you click into that one, we can see sort of the overall story. Let me pull it up, too, so I can look at it. You mean to expand it? Yeah. It might be too big. It's no, too big. It's too big. It's never too big. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, we see increases in just about every game. Uh, Civ Six and Ashes had... Essentially, no change, but they weren't exhibiting the problem to begin with. Okay, and so you're taking the score where it had the issue potentially. No, I'm taking percent change from the old driver to the new driver right, right. across all of the games. And all of the games yeah, have yeah. the issue. So you've got a score, a score where it potentially had the issue before on the old driver. Sure. And then you're doing a percent gain to the new driver where it's fixed, basically. Well, not all games exhibited this behavior. About half of them did in our CPU test suite. Okay. So even if you look at uh, games like a game like For Honor, which didn't really exhibit a problem, it was still plenty playable. It saw a seven percent increase. So even on titles where it didn't see a fifty percent decrease, going from the sixteen core to thirty two core processor, we saw a gain. And as much as seventy eight percent in F one twenty seventeen, 
That's a lot of percent gain for a driver. It's, it's almost twice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really showing how there must have been some underlying issue with how the NVIDIA driver handled threads. And I guess after 16, it just said, eh. Well, I guess after 18, because the 7980XE worked fine. Or it's like it was just getting confused and yeah. doing well, something like in the negative. And it, it, it didn't do it across the board. That's the weird part. Well, just probably some relation, something in the driver. Yeah. The, the part that wasn't cooperating with that was being called more heavily only by some titles, right? Some mm-hmm. particular operation was just taking longer uh, if you had you know, more cores than a certain amount. Yeah. Right. Or more well, threads and, than a certain amount available. And and Civ and Ashes are not really low performance games either. Right. Right. Uh I mean I will uh, Civ and Ashes are more CPU bound. Oh, so fair play to that then. And and they didn't really exhibit the behavior to begin with. Uh, the games that really did, if you look at Far Cry or sorry, not Far Cry, if you look at Grand Theft Auto, if you look at Total War, which actually wasn't fixed. Total War saw a, what was it, anywhere from a 20 to 35% increase, but it still had frame rates in the low 20s. Yeah, still lower than As opposed to in the 70s. So mm-hmm. it saw a massive gain, but it's still not anywhere near playable. So that game might actually have an issue with number of cores as well. Uh, or number of threads as well. It's, it's difficult to say on what side the issue falls. Right. Uh, Were you doing their wonky ass DX12? No, actually. Good, because that just yeah. does weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in general, we saw some pretty good increases. Uh, it still doesn't fix everything. We actually noticed some stutter in a couple of titles. Grand Theft Auto and F1 2017 in particular had some really bad stuttering issues. So it seems like there's still definitely work to do on the driver front for this stuff. Because if we ran it, if we ran the processor in half-core or uh, quarter core legacy mode oh we didn't yeah. see the stutter so it was obviously due to the 32 core arrangement and while performance is better it's still not as good as the 2950x in gaming which i think is fine i mean the 2990wx isn't really a gaming cpu amd is never marketed as such but that being said if it's your main system and it's what you're building and you do development and you do games it's now way more of an acceptable option whereas before like it was really hit or miss or whether or not you'd even be able to play the game with acceptable frame rates with even a high end GPU. Hmm. So it, it makes it better. I still wouldn't recommend the 2990 WX if you're going to play games. Obviously I still think the 2950 X is a great option for that. Actually a really good option. For Hell that. 2600 X is a great option for that. Hmm. Because indeed 220 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and the motherboards are so much cheaper. <laughs> yes, they're a little bit cheaper than what you get with TR4. But if you compile code by day and game by night, 2950X is a really good option. Yeah. That's a lot of compiling to justify that. What if you just have a machine that compiles all the time and then you buy a cheaper one to just game on? I mean, a compiler might not even be able to saturate that many <laughs> threads. <laughs> I'm going to build a kernel every hour. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on! Thirty-two cores would probably rip out a kernel in like three minutes. Probably. I mean, you're probably to the point of diminishing returns. On, I mean, my on compiler, my twenty-six hundred K does it in like fourteen minutes, and it's only a what four core? Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Do you know how well, well you set up eight VMs and compile all the cores at the all the time? Fine, you yeah. encode video by day and you game by night. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll go with that. That's a, that's a valid <laughs> use. I swear. <laughs> well, we we just well, we we weren't <laughs> trying to attack the, the fact that you said no, 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 no. no. You know. I was saying that when we initially did the thread of review, we opened with this is not for gamers. That's true. Stop buying this for games. Yeah. No. Like, if you're buying this because you hope your gaming will be better, then no. You're going the wrong way. Do you know how nicely these CPUs skip across water? They've got great heft along <laughs> with do good, indeed. Um, you got to lap them yeah. first, though. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> well, no, but anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Anyways. All right. Uh, so we have an ad this week. Uh... This episode of do you ever Pers- have trouble falling asleep? <sighs> I do, and I hate that. <laughs> you ever just sit around and watch the dust actually settle on your body? That's terrible. Go ahead. Okay. This episode of PC Perspective is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. In this case, for Ryan, because he has... He two. could be sleeping on it now, for all we know. Uh, maybe. He's on vacation. Yeah, yeah. He could very well be sleeping on, on a Casper mattress. Uh, I think the one he just recently got is called the Wave, which is the most recent model of Casper mattress. Does he surf on it? I don't know, but it has five layers of superior foam, including a cushioning top layer for maximum comfort. How about that, Josh? Um, he's right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you order one of these things or any of the other Casper mattresses, uh, they deliver the box right to your house. You know, you break the seal on the plastic thing, kind of like inflates itself. And, uh, you know, it's not like you're trying to lug a mattress home from the mattress store after you. Now some guy in a big truck comes and brings you a big yeah. box yeah. with a tightly wrapped mattress in there. And then you drag it into your house. You carefully remove the outer layers and then you. Well, do you cut it? You probably yeah. don't want yeah, to cut, cut it. No, there's a there's they make it in such a way where you can cut that without messing up the mattress. Oh, nice. And then it expands and expands and, and it keeps growing because I don't know what they have that, that stuffs these things into the plastic in the boxes, but it's it's serious. It's probably something that uh, Mr. Kelly from the Skunk Works designed to uh, compress things like titanium. But uh, they've done very well with getting a large mattress in a relatively small box and rather densely packed. And once that thing expands... Yeah, good to go. sleep time. Well, the last mattress I purchased from a mattress store, uh, I laid on it in the mattress store. It was a memory foam mattress. It was kind of expensive. Seemed great. Mattress was delivered. Slept on it one night, and I swear it threw my back out. <laughs> I didn't know it was possible to throw your back out on a mattress. But oh yeah, yeah. Yep. and I ended up going. Hello? I ended up going down to Costco and buying a memory foam. Had to put on my memory foam mattress. 
Now, if only you had some sort of guarantee. Yeah, I had no guarantee oh. because I thought I was getting a deal because I was buying a four model of the uh, mattress that I bought. So I was like, hey, this is cheaper. Lost skin cells in that office. Uh, on that, uh, that but that's why you shouldn't just lay on it in that's, the store. You should take cells? it home and yeah. sleep on it for 100 days. Yeah, so. And decide if you like it or not. 100 nights, Jeremy. Uh, you don't sleep on it for 100 days. Maybe you work third It's shift. that comfortable. Uh, I guess. Uh so you can have this in your house up to 100 nights risk-free. If some, you don't like it for any some reason, you call them up. I think they come and actually pick it up, right? I Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it'd be kind of hard to fit back in the box that yeah. it, it came in. They, they bring uh, Bruno, the femur crusher, and uh, he, uh, he repacks <laughs> it into a box. <sighs> All right. So uh, with our promo code at uh, Casper. Casper.com slash PCPer100 and use promo code PCPer100 even though you have typed it into the URL. Type it in again. Uh, you can get $100 off your Wave purchase. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Offer is valid in Canada. Is it? Yes. I convinced my upstairs neighbor and a guy at work to pick one up. Nice. Sweet. And they've hated you ever since and have never talked again. Well, one of them is not speaking to me, but we're not sure if he's just passed out on that mattress a week ago oh, and just hasn't got yeah. up yet or not. It's possible. Possible. It he's still sleeping on it. He's, he hasn't fulfilled his 100 days of sleeping on the mattress yet. Anyway. He's getting every hour that he possibly can before he can return it. <laughs> Smart man. So, uh, next story. I keep reading this as iPhone excess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had an excess song stuck in my head for the better part of the day. When I first, for that reason, when I first saw the leaks like a week ago or whatever, I was like, "Really, excess? Really?" Don't worry. I know it's technically iPhone X with S in a in a box. Yes, so. and I know that it's supposed to be spoken 10s. I get it. Oh, the iPhone tennis. Uh, yes, it's, it's like tennis. <laughs> yeah. There's been no controversies about tennis this not week at all. at all. No, not at all. So uh, today, earlier today, uh, iPhone XS, XS Max, and is it supposed to be XR, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a tenor. It is a tenor. Phones, three different phones <laughs> That'll launched. buy you a few beers at the pub. Um, yep. Three different phones launched. They have a 7 nanometer A12 Bionic processor mm. in them uh claimed to be the first is that actually like the first shipping seven nanometer well Huawei it's, announced one last week but, but i don't know if they're shipping yeah i mean apple will ship first i mean supposed to yeah. ship next i mean samsung Friday. announced uh QLC how did they SSDs, make their phone so, so round i mean look at that how do you put that <laughs> against your face yeah. don't you just hate it when you put a phone against your face and then you gotta swing it back and forth to talk and listen i hate that Man, it gives the battery room to bulge. Josh, have you even just listening to that all day or something? <laughs> Come on, who doesn't like Andy Rooney? No, I, I, I get it, and it's funny. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, five point eight inch and six point five inch. Basically, you're taking like. The, Do you it- ever have a presenter that moonwalks across the stage? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I don't know, but it looked like it looked like what the shoes Tim Cook was wear, uh, wearing. Uh, he probably could have moonwalked across the stage because those things were bright. They were, yeah. 
Anyway, go ahead. What well, as you were saying before anyway, I so rudely uh, interrupted. Seven nanometer shipping? No, no, no. It, it's basically like if you had like an iPhone 8 or an 8 Plus. Just imagine those phones, but the screens now take the whole front of the phone. You got a notch right? in it this is that, time? Is that pretty much it? There's notches, yes. Oh, sweet. They all have notches. Even the iPhone uh, 10R, which has an LCD display, has the notch. Well, the notch it wasn't because it was an OLED display. No, but I. But the thing is, it, you think it's kind of trickier to do an LCD display around a notch. Yeah. Right. Versus OLED, you know, because OLED is just known for being able to make unique shapes out of those screens. Whereas mm-hmm. LCD, not really. Right. Yeah. Like even like the Nest thermostat, which has a circle screen on it. Like there's a square LCD in there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they always kind of cheat with trying to make them different shapes. Whereas, um, you know, Apple somehow, their engineers figured out how to make uh, the LCD work in, you know, with a notch and have stuff in place of where part of the screen would usually be. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, essentially there's the same form factor as the iPhone X, which is the, the, the iPhone 10, which is the iPhone 10 S. And then there's the bigger one, which is the, max instead of the plus for some reason because i guess max is bigger than plus i guess a new soc which is interesting yeah four core gpu whatever the heck four core gpu means like you know we have no yeah i mean no way to compare that to anything especially especially since it's their own in-house design for the second generation so like yeah six core cpu was it a too big four little yeah. Right. Um, this neural engine that they claim is way faster. Well, probably is way faster than the previous neural engine, but I'm still kind of in the dark about like, is it that neural engine really doing so much stuff? But I guess maybe. It's well, just, I mean, it's being used every time you unlock your phone. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah. it's running the 3d point cloud data through the neural net to determine if you are who you say you are. And I guess it chips in for all this photography stuff that they talked about. Yeah. Right. Like it's able to do, uh, you're able to change your depth of field after the fact with portraits now, which you can do with third party apps already. Yeah, so. um, but it's going to be faster. And plus, who faster. doesn't enjoy saying Boca? So the thing is, much less typing. Uh, it. <laughs> they showed it. They showed it. Uh, actually, this image as they were showing this with the slider going back and forth, it was smooth as silk, right? Yeah. But then they showed this video like one of the promotional videos where they were showing somebody sliding it back and forth. Yeah. And you can tell that thing was updating like <laughs> like maybe a quarter second, a half a second or something before yeah. it was doing updates. If you had a sharp eye and you were just paying attention to the phone screen while they were doing it, it mm-hmm. was clearly lagging uh, and nowhere, you know, not smooth like that. Now, maybe it was beta version of the thing that they, you know, maybe it'll yeah. actually be that smooth screen in production. images simulated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Everyone cheats at benchmarks. Yeah. Well, in this case, it was the legit... Screen image. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't simulated, <laughs> and it was going slower, right? Uh, as far as other technical stuff, there's the addition of Gigabit Class LTE now. We have no idea if it's Intel or Qualcomm. I would, if I was a betting man, I'd say it's probably uh, more, if not all, Intel this time. They also added uh, 600 megahertz span support, the new T-Mobile stuff, for the great open areas like Cheyenne, Wyoming, which is the first... No, first market they launched 600 megahertz in yeah really yeah it was 
Because, uh. I mean, 600 megahertz is way more valuable in the middle of nowhere. Than... <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, we only have nuclear missiles around Cheyenne, Wyoming. So, you know, let's 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 have as many 600 megahertz signals around there. Not that it makes a difference. I mean, to be fair, it's being hey, used for It's TV included before. in the terms of service, so you're not allowed to use these things to start nuclear war. Aww. So the 10R pricing comes in, like, between the 8 and the 8 plus. Yeah. Right, like where those were, and the screen is actually bigger than the eight. It's bigger than the ten S. Uh, yeah, six point one. It's the yeah. same size as the ten S Mac. God, that's just a stupid name. Uh, it is. It's six point one inches. I think that's smaller than the the Max. No, because the Max is six point five. I thought it was six point one. Besides, wouldn't that be the ten S Mac ten? I can't so, read that tiny. Uh, yeah, six point five. Yeah. So 6. it's in between. 1. You're right. Yeah, so it's in between. It's in between the pricing of the like the eight and the eight plus from from that they're replacing. Uh, so you still have kind of a low cost option. Uh, surprisingly to me, the eight and the seven are still being sold um, for progressively cheaper than that. Actually, pretty good pricing as long as you don't mind being a couple of generations behind on your hardware. Um, so not bad there. Uh, oh, we don't have anything in here about that. They went on like this, what, five minute, 10 minute spiel about basically telling you to like, don't upgrade your phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's better for the environment. <laughs> yeah. They were basically saying, look, we're making our phones so that they can last longer. So however, you know. if you just don't replace it, we don't have to recycle it. And they actually like, said, you know those, what? that's a good idea. Yeah. Apple. Like they actually said those words in the middle of their thing where they're launching new products. So that was kind of interesting um was he winking so at the tires well one it was a she and two um no i mean they were it was a sincere thing like they were legit you know like hey so you're saying i'm i'm ahead of the curve with my five-year-old lg g3 uh yeah. basically yeah and then mm-hmm. the, they're they're starting nice. starting now they're recycling like all of their tin use on their um on their main boards yeah is from recycled sources. And then they said some number that was enormous <laughs> for the amount of weight of tin that yeah. they go through. Holy crap. <laughs> like, uh, Get people that are better at soldering. Yeah, that's just... So, <laughs> really? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's just... It's impressive to me that the, the company that's that large will take steps like that, which clearly is costing them money to do because it's cheaper to make those if you weren't trying to recycle a bunch of stuff i would imagine yeah. right and it's just on such a sard and such a large scale like if you said well have you, know, you seen apple's asp like if you said for the, over it, the past year if i was to say here at the pc perspective offices i am now soldering with recycled tin right like who gives a crap you know it's like a nickel <laughs> okay <laughs> ever <laughs> like the whole time you've ever been soldering anything ever yeah. versus this company that's going through like tons of this stuff literally yeah um so you know <laughs> good on good tons on is what the chat says the number is that what the number was, was? Yeah. 10,000 tons over what period of time i don't know like of tin ore yeah i think that's what they were saying yeah yeah i mean you have to go Not through that much processed. more just to okay yeah Still, you know. Good Anyways, on. Apple made some new phones. The SSC is probably going to be pretty cool, like usual. We'll wait to see performance numbers from it. Yep. There we go. Seven nanometers. It's here. Yay! 
<laughs> I mean, yep, not really, yep, yep. but. Okay. Um, what are we got for news? I don't know. What are we doing? Oh, look, more Sebastian stuff that he's not here for. Uh, more keyboard desk keyboard. Desk keyboard launches Q-Series Cloud Connected RGB Look, keyboards. it's got a volume on it. This or is a horrible volume idea. thing this is, or this something. Cloud Connected Keyboard. See, there, there used to be a time when, when the DOS keyboard was just a simple, well-made, nice keyboard. You mean a thing with switches in it? Yes. Oh, but it was yeah. nice. So if your yeah, internet the, goes down, does your keyboard disconnect because it can't hit the cloud? What? It's just, uh, listen, who needs the man in the uh, middle attack when you can just root the keyboard? That that sounds disgusting and illegal in 13 states. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think you like the ones that are easy to clean? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just it just seems like an accident waiting to happen. You know, I mean, I'm all for technology advancing and stuff, and it looks like a cool keyboard. But why are you? What is the specific feature that this gains by being cloud connected? It's an Internet of Things. It has Ift support, cloud. so you can make your RGBs do stuff on certain triggers just by pressing a key. Wait, is this at well, one ninety nine and two hundred and fifty dollar keyboard? Dust keyboards have always been expensive. Yeah. They they crowdfunded this like two years ago and they're just shipping it. It's been kind of a major debacle that they haven't been able to ship multiple times. So it's finally coming out. I believe Sebastian has one on hand that he's testing. So we'll wait to see what he thinks about the future. I mean, you know, it does give them points for like cramming a bunch of technology into a keyboard. I get it. But so it, it doesn't seem like it's very explicit here. Um, the, the keyboard itself is not doing the connection here. It's it's a software stack that's doing the polling and the notification, and it's just got a rich API on the keyboard side to do all these cool things. Probably, you know, like uh, ghost your your key presses across the internet so they can see where you're going and what you're typing. Yeah, because they say that the, just like that. They say that the keyboard faster too, than any other keyboard on the market. Even they say their their <laughs> software includes, and then those balls are talking about the features. And mm-hmm. So, hey, but yeah. you can control with the REST API. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the, cool. the, the end game to having RGB and everything is having an API to it, right? Yeah, uh, like if we had a common RGB API, for, sure, that would sure, be sure. wonderful. HDDVD Blu-ray what? Huh? <laughs> exactly. <sighs> okay. Uh, let's move on. Next. Athlon rides again, Jeremy. They do indeed. But it comes with Vega this time. Okay. In- Go ahead, Jeremy. Ah. I feel more than free. But yeah, so no, these will have uh, 380 on Vega 3 uh, GCUs in it. And is kind of nice to see coming back. So you've got the pros, which uh, are much like the Threadripper workstations, not necessarily worth tossing the extra money at because they've got enterprise level information in them and features. Go with the old desktop Ryzen 7s. They're fun they're lovely, and they're going to be very interesting. The The, the Pro 200G is maybe the newer, uh, more interesting one, because 35 TDPE is just awesome. 
for a tiny little two core, four thread processor to base a laptop off of. And I cheap as chips, 45 bucks added to the cost of the laptop that you're going to grab. So it's going to keep prices low, but at the same time you got Vega going, you got four threads at 3.2 gigahertz boost speed. You're going to have some fun with this and Athlon's back. It's got to be one of the most loved AMD branding things ever apart from those freaks that like Duron, but you know, some people are just different. Mm -hmm. And you know, I kind of still like the K6 soft spot, heart, bring it back. Yep. Well, they couldn't call it the K6 Ultra. They couldn't call it processor the K8 anymore. I'm sorry, Taken. Right. I think it was the first Opteron. K9 was a real dog. I built a system around the first Opteron that came out years back. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be seeing these come fairly soon. Not right off the bat, but fairly soon. Oh, so it's a a paper launch of a $55 part. (laughs) I'm going to ban AMD from now on. (laughs) (sighs) Next up. uh, Oh, is this a new, is this a new thing now that they're saying? Was there more to the story? It's ongoing. There's two stories listed here, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. We didn't talk about it last week. Oh, we didn't. No, it hadn't happened yet. Okay. So, uh, Huawei was apparently cheating on benchmarks on mobile devices. That's the short version, because if you ran benchmarks that were slightly modified, not in the way that they were running their tests, but in the way that the the system, the kernel, would typically identify them as which program they were, then suddenly the results changed and got worse. So... There's that. But essentially, they're going to a higher power mode mm-hmm. when they detected benchmarks are running, a higher power mode that no other application ever accessed besides benchmarks. Right. Yeah. And because words, traditionally, the, your first PR response has to be completely and utterly ridiculous. AI. They immediately sort of said, well, Timmy does it too. Yeah. And then, uh, as if that's not enough. Uh, and they said they had AI that was controlling the power management and that's something something the cloud i don't know yeah and what really confused me about this is that it was a joint statement with them and ul and ul is the company that does in this case for the mobile test is what 3d mark 3d mark mobile 3d mark or it's just still called 3d mark yeah you can run the i believe you can run the same tests across yeah Yeah, not not the highest levels of tests but yeah so joint statement Kind of implying this like, is after UL delisted some Huawei devices from the <laughs> rankings on the yeah. mark site, and then did they reinstate those devices? I don't think so yet. So what I don't understand is why UL is even connected with that statement, unless UL was able to confirm, like Huawei would have had to convince them, presumably mm-hmm. that like you know they have to go to them with some code or something. Like, look, here's this AI thing. This is how it was picking up your benchmarks, supposedly, right? Like, not not because they're benchmarks, but because there's something that sees a higher demand that theoretically makes it kick into this crazy high mode. I don't know. Just the UL connection really confuses me. Without that connection, I would be inclined to just call bullshit. Well, is is this associated with the 
Underwriters Laboratories because it's UL Benchmarks. UL bought. UL bought. Future uh, Mark. Yeah. Okay. And then it's a subsidy. 3D Mark and PC. Sure. But yes. I mean, right. Is the and main, it's the same company that certifies all right, of this. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, UL is, they take their image very seriously. That's, mm-hmm. again, that's what is throwing a wrench in this for me as to like what's going on here. Because everything else, aside from that, points to they're full of crap. Right. Right. Because the way that it has been discovered that, you know, there was some sort of cheating going on, apparently. Is just, you know, if you if you change the benchmark was still heavily loading the CPU, it was just called a different thing. Right? And it didn't do as well. If there was some AI there, it should would have seen the exact same set of API calls, the exact same kind of load. It should have done the exact same thing. And if you scroll down, uh Ryan got a hold of a copy of Geekbench that had the same like slightly renamed and got results out of it and yeah. they're lower right specifically the memory score that's a yeah, pretty big delta the other ones are kind of smaller those are oh but what's this multi-core then you start seeing big differences right this is where you'd be more power constrained yeah and then hmm. public version versus private version thing there is basically it's like the, the code that's running the tests is the same it's just it's identifying itself differently uh to the os so, I mean, that's literally like what I think Jeremy put in the other news post. It's like the quack.exe thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's different. It's different, but it's similar. It's yeah. close, right? but it's not quite there. Um, it's cheating in a different way. Yeah. So I'm just really curious to see what else is going to come out of this just based on. Yeah. Uh, I want to know why that get really, really, really hot and complaints about battery life. I don't mean that. People enable this mode. I I don't mean that. I just want to know what's the UL connection with the statement. Like, why? Why do they need to be a part of that? You know? I don't know. Anyway, I think there's going to be more fallout from this. Just guessing. Because, yeah. uh, so, so, I mean, the thing in the statement that Huawei said they were going to do is they were going to enable access to performance mode as a slider that you can turn on to put it into this mode. For they, different for different other applications? Or for something, anything. Or? Just you can put your phone into this high-power mode or performance mode. I, I guess. Which you would never really want to do, but... And you wouldn't even do if you were do, running tests for a review because the typical user is not going to... Like, that's sort of our threshold, at least when we test things, right? I mean, like we're it, not... Yeah, people have different ways they do you know, reviews. It would, fall, it would fall into the overclocking portion of the review at the end, not yeah. the results where you're comparing it against everything else, right? Which would be the out-of-the-box kind of results. Which is what Huawei looked like was cheating here. The, that very thing, right? The out-of-the-box performance. Anyway. More to follow on that story. Uh... GPU market shrinks a bit. Well, we kind of saw this one coming. Uh, you know, since the whole Bitcoin thing is kind of taking a breather. Um, so let's see. Market or, you share. know, hopefully dead. It's not like it's lost, what was it, $650 billion or something? They had that, there was a ruling about ICOs last week, wasn't there? Yep. That they fall under securities. Yep. 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 Except Venezuela, where they fall under uh, 
national currency. But that's a different discussion. <laughs> not sure if that's better or worse. Well, that's that's worse. Oh, yeah, that's that's oh, just yeah, a lot worse. worse. Oh, okay. Um, Do you know they no longer have a, a stray pet problem in Venezuela? Nope. <sighs> okay. Anyway. Is there a punchline here? No rats either. Mm, no. No. But, all right. Long story short, to get back to uh, Mr. John Petty and uh, his findings, we'd already talked about the overall GPU market. This is specifically, and you will notice that there are only two people in this market, specifically add-in boards. And so what we're sort of seeing is a drop of over a quarter in total sales. So this time last year, that, that, sorry, uh, compared to last quarter where people were still mining a little bit mm-hmm. and we we're still patiently waiting for brand new cards to come out. So if you look at it as according to this exact time last year, we're down about 6%. But that also reflects that Q2 kind of sucks to be a GPU salesman. No, no one's really buying right now, so this is a lousy quarter. But we're looking at a big shrink, and you NVIDIA know, is sort of looking a little bit bigger than it did Uh because I think a lot of people are seeing, you know, discount 1080s and are grabbing them while the other people are waiting for the RTXs to come out. But it means that AMD is sort of, their sales have slacked off a little bit. But it's not going to really show what's going to go on until Q3 and especially Q4 when you usually see sales going up. And, uh, you know, companies might be start selling new graphics cards over that quarter. So that's really going to be the scary thing is if we continue to see this contraction, I mean, as a company, it kind of sucks as a consumer that often drives sales, which could be really nice if you've been holding off for quite a while on a GPU upgrade, like a lot of people have, because who really wants to pay twice MSRP uh, or get excited when it's down to about one and a half times the MSRP. So we'll see in the coming quarters exactly what this means, but yeah, I mean, for now, it just wasn't a happy quarter for anyone. Yep. All right. Next up, uh, Qualcomm launches next generation Snapdragon Wear W3100 smartwatch platform. Yeah, another thing. Does it cost 3100 bucks? Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. Then the Apple um, people won't buy it. So, uh, A7 processor. So, SCW stands for Social Justice Warrior. Uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> terrible terrible it's pretty bad yo i'm resisting <laughs> are you talking about something that brands itself as tiny yet mighty this is small look at that it's a penny next to it that's pretty dang small. Well, it's supposed it. to go in your watch, so... No, I get it, but that's still small for... That's, like, presumably the whole processor for the watch. Yeah, the package is, what, 20... 28 millimeters square? Yeah. And Looks that's like just it. the package. That's not talking about the actual die inside, which is going to be much smaller. Right, like that. It's super tiny. For, tiny. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, get longer battery life and... Be a dude walking his dog with a watch. Okay, I get it. Yeah. 
Does the dog get a watch too? Um, yeah, it's on its collar. I mean, it kind of looks oh, okay. like it. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Probably. All right. Well, what's the point of having it so small? A fossil sells it because they do like the flavor flav school of wearable timepieces. I mean, they might be going for make the thing small enough to fit into like even a mechanical watch with smartwatch functionality. I don't know. Like, is that a thing? Probably. Yes. Yeah, just push those Why watch not? hands out of the way so you can see your. Uh, Read <laughs> just like push them. Actually, push them. <laughs> just flip up the glass on the watch, like old timey yep. pocket watches. All right, cool. Uh, next up, fourteen terabyte for anyone. Seagate now has fourteen terabyte non uh, shingled hard disks, meaning that you can randomly write to them without suffering severe performance penalties. Um, let's see. Iron Wolf and Iron Wolf Pro, fourteen terabytes. It's uh, three or five thirty and six hundred bucks. Man, six hundred bucks for fourteen terabytes. Isn't the future amazing? It's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of terabytes. Um, Barracuda Pro is five eighty. Skyhawk fourteen terabytes is five ten. Exos X14 is 615. Isn't the Skyhawk like the NAS drive? I thought. No, nope. oh, no, that's, that's surveillance the uh, drive. surveillance one. Yeah, so the surveillance drive you might be able to get away with for just regular storage, but that's not what it's meant for. Uh, the firmware on the drive is meant to have simultaneous uh, streams coming in without thrashing the disk, and which might actually have like an adverse effect if you did only one stream. Yeah. For a lot of time. Well, so. honestly, that's the one that they bragged about the most. 64 attached cameras. Uh, so if you're doing H.264 at, you know, a maximum of a picture of a million pixels, 15 frames a second. Yeah. 9,000 hours well, yeah, of surveillance. flipping terabytes, man. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's built to run 24-7. Like, it expects to be writing 24-7 until the poor thing dies. Yeah, that's cool. I, I I'm sure we all remember here when 14 terabytes in an array was oh yeah a pipe dream shocking just yeah, yeah. A, a geek's wet dream 14 terabytes yeah now it's just a drive a drive yeah no now look at that modular enterprise system for the uh, Exos yeah there's that too each of those is a 14 terabyte drive jeez talk about a brick <laughs> but that's the one with helium. So it's 10% lighter than it would be if it was a traditional hard drive array. Mm-hmm. Still going to be a heavy as hell. Well, yeah. Um, rated at 300 terabytes per year. Ah. It's, that's a uh, head rating, actually. Yeah, those are the last Before ones. Before it starts scraping off the, the coating. <laughs> yeah. But... You know, 300 terabytes a year compared to 14 terabytes of storage. Not that many laps per year. Although, it's going to take you a while to lap a drive, you know, when you write an entire 14 terabytes to it. So, uh, three-year warranty. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, good stuff. Keep beating the drum and moving forward on the bigger and bigger drives. And all of these are cheaper than 10 cents a gig, by the way. Yes. Just... Justin, you know, I know they're not SSDs, but still, these are these are seventy two hundred RPM drives, right? 
the surveillance one's probably a 5400. Yeah. Barracuda is a 7200. I think the Exos is as well. Yeah. Iron Wolf probably was probably 7200. Yeah. And the regular Iron Wolf was probably 5400. And the platter density is getting to the point where a 10K drive really isn't a thing anymore. I mean, well, you wouldn't want to do it in this. No, no. You know, you generally I mean, never had 10K drives in the highest capacities, in the cutting edge capacities. It, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just a segue because I haven't checked up on things in a couple of years and I was wondering if it's still a thing. No, because, like, I mean, your, your sequential, like, even their Barracuda Pro 250 meg per second sequential now granted that rolls off <laughs> i mean there's you know. there's still some sas drives that are 10k yeah but i mean they're they're incredibly rare as compared to the what they used to be and otherwise people who would look at those 10k sas drives would just go SATAM, sas sas or yeah yeah well not sas but the ssd there's that and like the 10k sas market is just getting swallowed whole by ssd stuff now it's just you know I mean, when Dell and them first started putting them out with the SSDs in the front and the, the hard drives in the back, they were stupid expensive. Yep. That's changed. Yeah. Yep. That's changed drastically. So you're honestly better off going that way than buying a pile full of SAS drives, which are getting rarer and more expensive. That is true. All right, what do we got uh, next? A glimpse through the new windows. Edge goes full clippy. Hi, I see you're installing the browser of your choice. Would you like to reconsider? This is some bullshit. It's not at the point where Cortana is yelling at you and scolding you, but... The pop-up already is annoying. Yeah, now when you run the Chrome or Firefox installers, it pops up. It detects you're running in the installer and pops up. I think we're like half a sip away from the cursor just automatically moving to the cancel button and clicking. Yeah, that's no, 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 no. That's that's like venturing Sorry, back into. Sorry, is not compatible with this version of Windows. Uh, Didn't the EU like? Yeah, know, that's what, that's what I was anti- going to say. Well, they don't do this in the EU, I imagine. <laughs> that's what uh, it's a new 10, version of Windows. They're probably going to try and get away with it again. That's what Windows 10 N is, though, is the EU version where you get to pick what browser you want. Yeah, and also up next in hindsight is 2020 is Storage Sense, where it will it replaces the old uh, drive disk cleanup tool, a clean manager that you've been using for forever, and it'll go through every once in a while on a schedule of its own picking or one that you choose if you figure out how to get to the settings page. And remove some of the old thumbnails, uh, files from your downloads folder. Uh, error logs, temp files, automatically to save you a couple of megs on that 14 terabyte drive that you've got because everyone's running out of space nowadays, right? This would have been amazing in Windows 2000. It's not so amazing in Windows 10 because seriously, guys, it's a little bit late, and I haven't played with it yet, but I'm very curious if I can exclude what it considers. Because, you know, sometimes I've got a download folder that I just copy from machine to machine to machine because it's got a crap load of installers on it that I like to have on every machine and I don't want to have to bother downloading them again. So I'm just going to delete them. And just for added fun and joy, if you don't access your OneDrive files often, 
stays up on the cloud and not on your machine anymore. To be honest, I think it already does that. Uh, yes, it does, unless you turn that feature yeah. off in OneDrive. Uh, this probably supersedes it. Probably. All right. Windows. Glimpse. Yeah, yeah. Freaking Windows. And we're all just tied to it. If we want to do things like games. Oh. Oh. Womp womp. Not that this is any better. <laughs> Let's be honest. But I mean, I mean, that curated garden looks better, but it's it's not as expansive. But I can text message from my notebook. Oh, no, that's that's, that's, uh, that's a, a paradigm message. shift, right? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, at least your garden is not barren like mine is. Gross. Have you looked at our heads lately? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking as a person who runs Linux on a desktop oh, and also oh, games. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean it could be worse. It could you could be a free BSD enthusiast. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you see the repo for DXVK got deleted from GitHub? No, I did not. Really? Well, it was the old GitHub. A bunch of people reported this, so we're just going to automatically delete it at some point. Bug. I don't know if it's back up or not. Smooth. Yeah. That said, I'm going back to BOS. <laughs> right. that, that, was the the, uh, that was the uh, first real cooperative multitasking on a Mac-ish kind of architecture, wasn't it? It was PowerPC 601s, weren't they? I, I, you know, honestly, I can't remember because it was back in 1999, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was something serious about like, it was the first thing that you fully utilized multiple cores Hmm. on a consumer OS, but that was, God, that came out system seven, didn't it? Hmm. Why not? It's fuzzy. Fuzzy. That was a long Maybe time I'll ago. talk about it next week after I research, <laughs> but do your homework, Josh. Fuzzy. Ugh, God. All right, picks of the week. Newton. Uh my pick came to us came to me via an email tip. Uh thank you, kind reader of our site who tipped me on this. Uh if you're tired of waiting on that um that newer Intel QLC SSD to actually be available anywhere. For a hundred bucks for uh, half a terabyte, uh, you can actually get a 760p half terabyte for uh, 125 at Micro Center, which is actually a pretty good deal considering I think MSRP on that drive is over 200 bucks. So, 24 cents a gig. Yeah, it's not bad. You know, it's a pretty solid Intel part. Um, if you're after the uh, an Intel NVMe SSD. Uh, next up, who's next up? Jeremy. Hey, you know what is less than 10 cents a gig? Uh-huh. And you know what you should be doing right now? Back Backing up, things back up. Back up your crap. Because redundancy is good. Redundancy is good. Redundancy is good. And you should never have one copy of anything. No. But with this, you can back up everyone that you know of thing and then send it off somewhere to save, save because... Once you toss that uh, promo code in, that's a hundred bucks off an eight terabyte uh, Seagate drive. That's really cheap. Yeah, it's, it's one hundred forty-six US. Yeah, yeah, 
I, like keep an eye on it. Like seriously, there's no reason if you have seriously, if you've got 200 bucks lying around, just do it. Yep. Take it everywhere. And it's cheaper back than up one uh, machine, back up another machine, back up another machine, back up another machine. It's eight terabytes. You're laughing. That's cheaper than we were getting those uh, easy stores for, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 150 on the US site currently. Let's see if the coupon applies. No. No, because it's got a CAN in it. Still, 150 yeah. cheap. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's great. Uh, it's <laughs> so cheap, you can get two of them, and then you can have an off-site backup and rotate them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the nice thing about the Seagate is it, it's got idiot mode, and it's got normal mode. Ooh, if you like liked mode. installing the software and getting it to do it for you, it works. Yeah. If you just want to bulk copy it, it works. Yeah. You know, i, I got to set up a backup drive on some idiot's computer. That could be a good... Uh, yeah, and just hope that they don't somehow disable the, the thing. Listen, <laughs> there's only so much I can do. Josh. Josh. Do I really have to give a spot? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, put, you put something in the notes. Okay. Um, See, if you were sitting on a Casper, you'd be much more comfortable. Yeah. I would be. Yeah. I would not have uh, injured my lower spine with such rambunctious flamboyancy. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know, if uh, you know, I've talked about Instant Pot here a few times in the past couple of years. It's a wonderful thing. If you ever wanted to actually have a bunch of recipes, you can go worse than this. Yeah, you can find a bunch online, but you know what? This is all in a book. There's 500 of them. It it does. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, appetizers, soups, stews, whatever, for only 18 bucks. And plus, it's something that nobody can delete from your online cloud. You have this physical book in your house that you can look at. And instead of, you know, Apple saying, I'm sorry, that's not available anymore, but here's a free rental. Yeah, to make up for this down, thing Josh. that you bought a while ago is no longer available. If your house burns this down, is a then physical, that's just, just fed physical the flames. Book. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So how does it you know taste what? after it's been through the uh, Instapot? <laughs> it's a lot soggier, and it's easier oh, wow. to turn pages. That's the last so. recipe in the book. It is. Okay. Uh Ken. So, well, I have to add to cart to see price. A little here. bit ago, we took took a look at the PG two seven UQ, the G Sync HDR monitor, four K one hundred forty four hertz slash ninety eight hertz in HDR mode. You know, kind of jack of all trades, awesome all around monitor for two thousand bucks. Way too expensive. Nobody should actually buy it. Uh, it's been on sale at Micro Center pretty regularly for $1,800. Actually, the uh, Predator X27 is also on sale for the same amount. So, you know, that's a little bit better, but kind of haven't seen a price drop beyond that. Besides, there is someone on eBay who's been selling manufacturer refurb units for $1,600. How do they already have refurbs of this thing? Like, it's, Yeah, it just come that's out? a good question. I don't know. But... This the seller seems to be legitimate from everything. They sell actually a lot of these Acer Asus Reefer monitors. Yeah. So sixteen hundred bucks, buy it now. You can catch a hundred bucks off from some eBay coupons that go around every once in a while. So you could technically get it down to fifteen hundred. Might start to be worth it. 
Again, what's, what's the you warrant? Might vary with no, the thing. no, sixteen hundred dollars. No, what's the warrant? No. It's better than two thousand. Yeah, better, but no. I I'm not. Okay, you know, I remember gosh. back in two thousand four, two thousand five, when the first twenty two to twenty four inch LCD widescreen monitors came out. They were like thirteen hundred bucks, and they blew your mind. Sure, right? That is this true. is this is too grand. Do you remember when the 30 inch 2560 by 1600 monitors came out for a thousand bucks and never price dropped. Also yes, true. I do because mm-hmm. I, I bought a refurb from Dell for 800 bucks yeah. and yeah. Ryan oh. pitched in some money from hmm. that. And I still have it in my basement doing tests. I, did, I, I mean, did, uh, honestly, we've never replaced any of the ones in here. That's what Ryan and I use. Yeah. I still have yeah. one. The same. same exact thing. Dell outlet. It was like seven. Yeah, I, I, you know, I guess yeah, you have exactly. a point about longevity. Yeah. Because it's oh, not like out, LCD well. monitors from the past 10 years have changed much until like the last two years. <laughs> yes. and, then, and then I got that display and uh, they didn't have the dual link DVI cable on the box. Oh, shit. And mm. back then, hell, if you're going to find one of those cables anywhere. They're still hard to find. Oh, no. Well, you can find them now. But it's just like back then it was like people didn't even know what that was. Mm. Right. Like that wasn't even you could not go into a best you buy. You still can't. Uh, yeah <laughs> try ordering a dual link dvi cable on amazon and getting the right thing yeah not yeah. easy all right um, again it's a very nice monitor i don't really think it's worth the money $1, it is it, still too much yeah but it is a lot of if money you're on the edge maybe it really is a lot of money but damn it looks really good yeah, I yeah. It's, a, in, it's a beautiful I monitor it in again for the battlefield 5 beta and yeah, yeah i mean you just it's nice it's very okay. Very you nice. know, if if you're used to 60 hertz monitors, and this is something that I have experienced myself, I, yeah. I got a free sync 144 hertz, and yeah. it's you know it's a PVA VA based monitor, and of course it's not HDR or anything, but when you attach that to an RX 580 and you're playing games and everything is just really kind of smooth and nice, and everything you don't. You don't feel like you're playing for hours on end. And then you go back to a 60 hertz and all the issues <laughs> with that, and you get kind of motion sick. And I can only imagine that, you know, like playing Destiny 2, you look at the art assets and, like, you think this would look awesome in HDR. And yeah. sure enough, it does look awesome <laughs> in HDR. And you put all those wonderful things together, and you have this fantastic thing. I, I can understand thinking about paying 1500 bucks yeah. for that. Yeah. Because it, it's a significant jump from what we have seen yeah. for the past 30 years. I mean, CRT monitors had some really nice things to it. And you can get, you know, 120, 130, uh, 150 hertz um, um, refresh on, on these higher-end CRTs at lower resolutions. But now you've got it all. You've got a high, you know, yeah. high DPI. You've got the HDR. I mean, it's the concern is that this will get superseded in the next year or two. So your $1,500 investment is now you don't have the best monitor on the market. I don't know what will improve. I guess that's the thing. You might get more than 96 Hertz on HDR when we go to a new display port spec or HDMI 2.1. Yeah. But, like I think the it's only difficult other, to see what you could improve. I think oh. the only way the only other way to improve in the short term is just more competition of the same panel. Honestly, like the yeah. same specs, basically, right? Or maybe yeah. somebody comes out with one that's just maybe you know refreshes a little 
slower or something and yeah. and drops the cost significantly compared to yeah. you know or Since, somebody does it without the um you know HDR whatever the thousand nits right and maybe pulls back a little bit on that I don't and, think and you want that though well I know but if you pulled back a little bit if you could you know bring the price down to a thousand somebody would consider that way more likely than two thousand sure or, you know I don't know uh <laughs> I did not buy this monitor. I actually just bought and got it yesterday. A used Asus PG27AQ, the original 4K60 G-Sync panel that I got for like 300 bucks on eBay. So look for those. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah. And I've never had a greater than 60 hertz monitor, so I'm fine sticking with 60 hertz G-Sync yeah. at 4K. Yeah, don't don't spoil yourself. Exactly. I don't want to go above 60 because then I don't know I won't be able to go back. So stick there. Yep. And it's an IPS display. I like it so far. So, buy a, buy a monitor, I guess, is my pick of the week. All right. Sweet. PCPro.com slash podcast, where you can find the show notes for all the stuff we just talked about, and uh, links to all the articles and picks of the week and all that other stuff. Anything from anybody before we go? I don't think I, I, I stop still emailing don't have herpes, no matter how hard I've tried. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There was a bunch of people talking, and the rest of them stopped, and then we heard herpes come out of Josh's mouth. As it happens. <laughs> yes. Right. As one does. Okay. Uh, with that, uh, good night, and see you next week. This episode of the PC Perspective Podcast is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Get $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash PCPer and using promo code PCPer at checkout.